you're listening to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Welcome back to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast, the podcast where we explore the past, understand the present, and dream of the future. Today on the podcast, we have Don Serrata. So can you start by telling me who you are and what you do? I'm Don Serrata, and I'm a fundraising consultant. Awesome. So what years were you involved in junior theater, and what was it like then? Oh, gosh, what years would it have been? It was probably like 1980, and I was involved throughout the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I graduated from high school in 89, and so I was involved um, most of my time in high school. You know, probably fairly typical by the time I was a junior. I was working and mm-hmm. doing other things, and I was not as involved with junior theater. I didn't do any plays in my senior year for example, but I was very actively involved from the time I was in third grade through my sophomore year in high school. How did you get involved? Um, I have, uh, I'm the youngest of six kids and my brother was in theater and high school um, at Pleasant Valley. Mm -hmm. And so um, I guess it was when I was in third grade, the high school did The Music Man. And they needed when they needed to cast Winthrop. And so they had kids audition to play Winthrop in the music man. And I um I got the part and I had a lot of fun with it. And it felt like, you know, it was kind of cool to hang out with the older kids. And mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed theater. And um my mom knew about junior theater. And she encouraged me to, or, you know, she, she was encouraging me to get involved with junior theater. Mm-hmm. And I can remember that she wasn't calling or she wasn't kind of moving as fast as I wanted her to. So she said, well, if you're so eager to talk to them, why don't you call them? Hmm. And so I did. So I picked up the phone and I called to find out what, it, what needed to happen and what was the next step. And Mary Nyswander answered the telephone. So I didn't know this at the time. I wasn't aware of it at the time, but my mom told me later that Mary was very impressed that, you know, as a third grader, I was the one that made the call to find out about classes. Yeah, definitely. So when you were at junior theater, did you have a favorite uh, backstage or onstage memory or mistake that happened while you were there? I I don't know if this is a favorite memory. This is, this is definitely a mishap. I, uh, and actually, interestingly, this is toward the end of my time with junior theater. I think it was one of the last plays that I was involved in. One of the last plays I did, if not the last play was Aesop's Fallibles. Mm -hmm. And I was playing um, the wolf. And I can remember that I was in this scene, I was in uh, Jack in the Box, and I was supposed to jump out. And this was a main stage production. And I say that because we also did it on the show wagon. And I can remember being in the box and I just, I completely blanked out. I did not know where we were in the play. And it was, it was just like this panic. I had this, this like panic that that I didn't know where I was. And, and so I knew was I was supposed to jump out of the box. And once I jumped out of the box, everything came back to me. Um, But, but it was pretty scary for a moment. Yeah. Luckily the muscle memory kicked in. It did. It did. But that particular play, we were, you know, we did on the show wagon. Um, we did it at the Bix Festival. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the costume was a heavy wool suit from the costume department. or a, It was like a wool tuxedo. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing really heavy face paint. 
and just sweating profusely at yeah. this festival. That was uh, that was a bit of a mishap. Did you do the show wagon every summer? No, um, that I did not do it every summer. But that that I don't know why we did. I I, I don't remember. I think the theater. I think that that year the theater might have been having renovations. Mm-hmm. There might have been renovations to the theater, and so we did more show wagon because this really was more of a main stage production. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so that was, it was unusual, I think, for us to be doing this particular show on the show wagon. Yeah. So while you were at junior theater, did you have a favorite thing to do, whether it was classes, main stage shows or show wagon? Well, I, you know, I, I enjoyed the main stage shows and um, I, I was involved in classes the whole time I was there, but, you know, for right, for better or worse, I just, I kind of felt like once I had been selected for a main stage show, Mm -hmm. I felt like that's where I wanted to be and not be in classes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that probably wasn't the most, uh, mature position for me to have at that time. You know, I probably could have worked on my craft a little bit more. But, um, but I, I just, I wanted to get out and do, and I wasn't so keen on being in classes at that point. Yeah. Which, uh, shows did you do? Do you remember any of them? Oh, I remember, you know, I, if I thought about it, I could probably go through all of them. Um, the first show that I was in was the butterfly that blushed and then Indian princess were the first two. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was in the ghost of Mr. Pennywinkle and, um, secret garden, um, Aesop's Fallibles. And there were some in the middle there that I'm probably forgetting, <laughs> but those a are a handful. Did you have a favorite? Actually, you know, one that I, I'm remembering now that I did forget in my first answer was um, Emperor's New Clothes. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a good one. I enjoyed Emperor's New Clothes. Awesome. So now today you do prof- uh, professional fundraising. So how did you get into that and what does that entail? I got into it because I worked at the University of Iowa Foundation mm-hmm. as a student. And my brother, I mean, again, having, you know, being the youngest of six served me well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my brother, Joe, got me into the theater uh, um, opportunity at Pleasant Valley. And then my brother, Charlie, called me when I was a freshman at Iowa and said, you know, Don, you need to be doing something outside of class. You need to be involved in something. So I want you to go to the Iowa Foundation and talk to them about volunteering. Well, I went to the Iowa Foundation and they said that they didn't need any volunteers, but they would hire me for a, uh, an office job. And by that time in my life, I'd been starting to work in restaurants. I worked at Joomer's Castle Lodge, and I didn't really feel like I needed a job because I was working in restaurants. Mm-hmm. in college. Um, but I thought, well, you know, this is during the day and I can fit this in. And so maybe I can kind of get this opportunity and grow into something else while I was there because the office job wasn't really what I was looking for. I, I, I kind of felt like I had a job. I had a job covered right. and I felt like this was a learning opportunity. And I, my perception at the time was that I wasn't going to learn what I wanted to learn in the office environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was wrong because being in the environment allowed me to learn a lot. Um, you know, learning a lot about the, uh, the project management 
-hmm. and um, the project management of the campaigns and the interaction with the donors. Um, I mean, I learned a lot of that in that role, even as a student who was really just a gopher. Mm -hmm. So, um, so when I graduated, I uh, was looking for my first job out of school and I had studied public relations journalism with a minor in peer with a focus in public relations. And I was faced with having to do an internship and I paid for school myself and I really needed to make some money. Mm -hmm. And so a, an internship wasn't going to pay. And I thought, well, what am I doing? I've had a four year internship in fundraising. I really should be doing this as a career. And so uh, my first job out of school was working at Indiana University supervising students who called alumni. And so I'd worked, you know, in a fundraising environment, um, whether it in that case, it was coaching the students who called alumni. But then later on, I was involved in soliciting alumni, developing campaigns to um, encourage alumni to support at by this time, I'd I'd moved on to a different university, but um, um, so so now as a consultant, I'm helping nonprofits with their fundraising programs and helping them to be more productive and mm -hmm. just be smarter about their fundraising or to help them do it. A lot of nonprofits really don't know how to fundraise, and um, so that's what that's what we help them to do. Awesome. So you also served a few years with the junior theater board. So what was that experience like? Oh, it was a great experience. Uh, I hadn't been to the um, complex, the Annie Wittenmeyer complex for some years. And there was an open house that, uh, I don't remember how, I think it might've been on Facebook. There was some opportunity to be at the complex. And um, I was, I live in Chicago now and mm -hmm. I went to, my parents still live in LeClaire. And so my mom and I went out to the complex and we met Daniel and um, my mom was <laughs> kind of promoting me a little bit and, and let Daniel know that I was a fundraiser. Uh -huh. And, and so um, Daniel and I started chatting about fundraising and ultimately um, it, it felt like a way I could contribute would be to serve on the mm -hmm. board. And it was a great experience for me to see that aspect of junior theater as an adult and as a volunteer, um, but it, it, it really wasn't set up to support a volunteer from Chicago. Mm -hmm. So my, the potential for me to serve as a volunteer was, was not as robust as it could have been had I lived in the Quad Cities. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But you did, Daniel has told me you did do quite a bit of work on the fundraising campaign in 2017 for the Nice Wander Theater renovation. So can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, well, um, you know, we, at that time, Daniel had just um, secured a fundraising database. And so we were working together on the data. And um, because of my role as a fundraising consultant, we have access to different tools, philanthropic screening tools to identify people who've been supportive of other nonprofits, for example. Mm -hmm. And so we collaborated. I think that uh, someone in Daniel's position is often fundraising in a, um, you know, by themselves. I mean, there may be volunteers that want to help, but without having somebody who's been a fundraising professional, there really isn't anybody to talk to. Right. 
And so, um, so we were able to work together and collaborate. And uh, I think an area where I, I helped was um, on the first brochure for the Mary Fund, thinking through the gift levels and the, mm -hmm. the names for the gift levels and just kind of thinking through the marketing of mm -hmm. that. So that was, that was a great experience. And um, it was fun to work with Daniel on that. And Daniel's very um, effective as a fundraiser and knows mm -hmm. the importance and can tell the story as well as anybody. So that's really what fundraising is about, is about storytelling. And I have to say, as someone who had um, been away from junior theater for a long time to come back and see the complex and see all the growth and see the improvements to the building on a shoestring budget. Mm -hmm. When I say the building, I mean the, the theater. Uh, it's just absolutely extraordinary. All that has been accomplished with very, very little money. Absolutely. And it just continues to grow. I know we just recently took over Cottage 7 as well to be oh, that's the terrific. main stage studio. So it just that's keeps great. expanding, which is awesome. That we've is great. Been doing a lot of renovations this year with COVID. We've had the chance to kind of redo a lot of things, paint a lot of things and renovate a lot of areas, which has been really cool. That's great. So we also like to ask our alumni some fun questions. So do you have any secret talents, hobbies, or passions people don't know as much about? Well, um, since I just took over um, my company in um, January of 2019, mm -hmm. um, my fundraising consulting firm, Termola and Watkins and Brandt, is my passion. It's right. where I spend almost all of my time. Um, but I am involved with a humane society, um, mm -hmm. the Treehouse Humane Society. And so um, my wife, Jenny Thompson, um, and I, we have four cats. So, oh. um, you know, so our cats are, our, you know, part of the family and mm -hmm. um, they take time and that's fun. Um, mm -hmm. So as far as hobbies are concerned, you know, there are different things. I like technology, build mm -hmm. computers, woodworking, these sorts of things. Awesome. So if you could have lunch with anyone throughout history, who would it be and why? Oh boy. Um, you know, this is, I, I, this is a tough question, um, but the person who comes to mind for me is Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. um, because Benjamin Franklin was an individual who really kind of created philanthropy. Um, I mean, if you go back and learn about Benjamin Franklin, um, the the way a lot of the ways in which we fundraise today started with the way that he did it, mm -hmm. and um, so he was also somebody who was very focused on time management and. Um, that's always something that's interested me. Yeah. So as someone who clearly you believe junior theater should be supported because you've helped with so much of the fundraising, why do you think programs like junior theater are important to support and continue to fundraise for? I think programs like junior theater have a tremendous, have the potential to really have a significant impact on kids. And it had a terrific Terrific. I mean, it had a, a very positive impact on me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had already had an experience, a theater experience 
before joining junior theater, but I do think that junior theater helped me to develop more confidence mm-hmm. um, in you know presenting and being in front of groups. And particularly today, when there's so much opportunity for us to isolate, uh, you know, I mean, if you go to college, you know, it, you know, with the pandemic, obviously right now people are taking online classes, mm-hmm. but even before the pandemic, you know, you've got everything in your dorm room, cable right. television, you know, internet, pizza delivery, you don't even <laughs> have to leave. And so I think programs like Davenport Junior Theater are really important to encourage kids to just be with other kids and to socialize and to work together and um, to take direction, um, to have responsibility and work as a team. And, you know, I wasn't particularly um, athletic as a child. I played soccer, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't somebody who was really focused on sports Mm -hmm. as a kid. And um, I think that that team, that teamwork, that teamwork that comes with putting on a show and working together and having responsibility and having an important role to play and knowing that people are counting on you to fulfill that role. Mm -hmm. Davenport Junior Theater allows all kids to have that opportunity. And um, I, I just think that the way things are going these days, it's really important to maintain those opportunities for children. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. So my final question for you is what advice would you give a current or future junior theater kid? Well, I guess one of the things that I, I mentioned earlier that I wasn't so big on the classes mm-hmm. that I, I really, I, I, I kind of felt like the main stage was, um, you know, once I graduated to the main stage, that the classes weren't as important. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess an advice that I would give to a, a, a kid who is in junior theater today would be to recognize what a gift it is to be a part of that program mm-hmm. and um, to really uh, recognize the lessons that are there to be learned and that there's plenty of opportunity to get attention mm-hmm. and to perform and to accomplish things. But along the way, there are things that can, there's, there's a lot of opportunity for growth and that growth doesn't always happen on the main stage. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Good to be with you. Yeah, good to be with you too. This has been the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Thanks for listening.